1: Red Bandwagon, a free-range, organic, minimally processed podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. This is a Monday recap edition of the show where we discuss mostly sportball and explore some unhealthy and uninformed attitudes toward food. My name is Meredith, the MVH Van Harn, in the hodges Sabarro <laughs> studio in Lincoln Park, Michigan, and joining me from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike, the Jail Dude Frizzell. Hey, Mike. Good morning. And from the Garden View Studios in Buffalo, New York, it's Bobby Shufflin-Papes-Pape. Hey, Bobby. Namaste. (laughs) And last but not least, you hear her laughing already from the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Dallas, Texas? No. Why isn't Dallas? I don't know. I I, I don't know. (laughs) I have not moved. I promise. I'm in Austin. She's still in Austin, Texas. Great. It's Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler, but I didn't need to tell you that. Hi, Hillary. Hello. Buenos dias. So, we've got some LRB business for you today. We're going to cover our week in review, as always. We'll take care of some housekeeping and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Bobby, do you want to get us started with some business?
0: Sure. And I'll start with an apology that's not on the run sheet. Hillary. I think I'm the one who wrote Dallas, and I'll tell you why. Why? I think tell me. Phyllis Phyllis was Phyllis was filibustering. <laughs> she was filibustering in the chat about Dallas, the TV yes. show. Yes. And so it just put Dallas on my fingertips. We have been talking Listen, about
1: Dallas a lot this week,
0: like a lot, yeah. a lot. <laughs> Did you know it was supposed to be called Houston? Sorry, <laughs> I love you, Phyllis. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Some actual LRB business. Uh, The Friday show. If you did not hear it, it was an unscheduled special event. Um, I wanted to put something in the feed. We wanted to put something in the feed for the last Friday because, you know, we already rallied ourselves for the Thanksgiving episode, but that doesn't mean that you Wagoneers don't deserve a final Friday show. So I dusted off from the archives an episode from 2015 Uh, A listen back to TBTL's top five contemporary Christmas songs from 2011, which of course included a terrible and delightful mashup. We had a post on the Facebook page this morning from someone who said that it was terrible and ruined the end of her workout when she hit (laughs) the top five mashup. (laughs) Apparently she took, actually, it was Mm -hmm. a critical message because I think we agreed that it worked. Oh, (laughs) hard disagree,
2: huh? (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was with listener Stephanie Lee. It was an interview from three years ago, and Christy and I talked to her, and she is a, a, a Jewish woman who loves Christmas. And so we had a fun conversation about that. If you haven't listened yet, it's worth a listen, even though, as I said in the intro that I recorded Friday morning, I'm scared to death of how my voice sounds and the whole quality of the show audio-wise is... Eh. But the was, clip is good. It was good. good though.
3: It was good, and my favorite is when you you didn't know that she was Jewish going into it, so you're like so <laughs>
0: flummoxed by it. You're like, what?
3: I didn't know. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it was a it was a big left turn, but it turned into quite the segment. Yeah, no, it was really so, it was really good. I
4: think it's easier for Jews to be into Christmas than it is for Christians because you don't have to do all that church bullshit. You right. don't have to like oh, well, it's Christmas Eve now. We got to go out to oh. No, just enjoy the parts you like and then leave the other stuff in the dumpster.
0: It's straight up entertainment and consumerism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Mike, you're up.
4: Okay. Well, um yesterday was a big day here. Uh we um we uh decided that uh we're we're going to um Boston for uh Emily's big uh holiday party for her her job and I'm, this is the the first year that I get to go. And we, we went out and shopped for my getup, uh, yesterday and, and Emily would, couldn't have been more pleased with, with how I, how I looked and, um, and, uh, and so we're all set there. But the, the biggest excitement was when we were out, um, she found out that we were supposed to be getting seven packages, um, which for us even is a big day <laughs> at the house. Uh, so we came home and some of the packages were here and some weren't and, and she come to find out that two of these packages were for me, which is unprecedented. I don't think I've ever gotten more than one package in a day. One was my, my new work laptop and then the other was a mystery package. Um dressed to dressed to uh addressed to I can't remember something about um <clears throat> new employee of Andole Industries, something like that. <laughs> anyway, that's my LinkedIn profiles. But so I I open it. it's just a light little uh um square package and I, I open it up and in it was a hat which said uh it was camouflage hat, uh trucker hat style, which I I've always hated those with the little <laughs> nubs on the back that always break yes. off and you end up having to tape it or whatever. You know, I hated those when I was a kid and I immediately moved to fitted hats. So I know it's a, I know I know I got myself a stupid hat on my hands cuz it's it's camouflage it's a trucker hat and it has those 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 nips. But what's interesting about this hat is that that uh, on the front it says veteran podcaster. <laughs> and and on the sheet in there with the message it says thank you for your service. Aww. Um There were no other suspects to me uh than someone who happens to be on the show, Meredith. Uh, how do you answer for for? Oh, oh, wait, no, uh, Hillary, you probably n- no. no, uh, uh no, no, she, no, no she would okay. do that. Uh, 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 Bobby, Bobby, is that
1: you? That doesn't sound like something he would do, really. No.
4: Hmm. Well. Huh. I'm going to display it very proudly I I think um, a few weeks ago when I was uh, doing one of these interviews I knew I was going to be on like the on on my uh, laptop camera so I dialed up Bobby to make sure that the Google Hangouts was still working and and he got on there and he noticed that like behind me was uh, Emily's um, childhood uh, uh, violin case I guess the violin is still in there and it was like it sits behind my head and it looks kind of classy it's kind of worn and I'm going to slip the veteran podcaster thing right underneath that, so that when I do my my shots on CNN or <laughs> or uh, and also whenever we do the the all hands calls at, at work now, a veteran podcaster will be uh, featured <laughs> prominently uh, right behind me. I won't be wearing a hat to work per se, but the hat will be in the shot. So, uh, congratulations on uh, on on forcing me to answer a lot of
0: questions uh, in future questions uh, Mike really sincerely thank you for your service we all we salute, salute you, you. Yeah. <laughs> I,
4: I've podcasted to a lot of people and I've rocked a fairly high percentage of them <laughs> Well, uh, thank you, is what I meant to say. (laughs) All that to say, (laughs) thank
0: you, not a Christmas present. I I wanted the only reason I messaged you was to make sure you didn't think it was, um, uh, part of the LRB Secret Santa. (laughs)
4: right, well th- that's what that package told me for sure was that you're not my secret Santa because <laughs> you could have <you> waited <laughs> or it's like just a, a couple weeks it's like and,
3: a twist and a t- behind a twist, you never know he might be trying to trick you fake you
4: maybe. out. maybe yeah. He, yep. he yeah he is diabolical
0: <laughs> all right, Hillary, you're up.
3: All right. Um, <clears throat> well, this happened about a week ago, so it's it's a little bit of old news. Um, and if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've already seen this. Uh, but since I wasn't on the show last week, I thought I would properly eulogize my, my sweet baby Duchess who passed away last week. Um, she was 13 and a half years old, and we, we kind of knew that the time was, was nearing. You know, gold, she was a golden retriever. And if you Google, how long do golden retrievers live, which I have done a lot, it's like 10 to 12 years. So I kind of knew she was living a little bit on borrowed time. Um, anyway, so we, um, she just kind of lost a pep in her step, but then she would get it back. So we thought, oh, you know, we'll just change out her food or whatever. And then she just kind of stopped eating. Her back legs had sort of given out and she just really wouldn't walk at all. I mean, it was just, you know, the how it goes. They just like they're okay. They're okay. They're not quite great. And then all of a sudden they're just like done for anyway. So we, we mm-hmm. had to, we had to put her down, um, last the Friday after Thanksgiving, which it's like, happy Thanksgiving. Your dog died. Um, but, <laughs> um, I just wanted to, uh, give like a quick eulogy for her cause she really was a great dog. Um, I just let's tell her, her story. So she was born in Maryland on a farm. Um, she was a purebred, but she, I think maybe they, because I have her papers, I think maybe they were going to I don't know, show her or breed her or something, but she had really squinty eyes. I think that was just, you know, <laughs> a, a series of uh, inbred probably. <laughs> just kind of caught up with her. Uh, she was a really good dog. She mm-hmm. just had, you know, just little squinty eyes, and she was a little dopey. But uh, my my dad lovingly called her Minsa because she wasn't <laughs> always the smartest <laughs> dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, But anyway, so um, at about two, the family that had her, I don't think they could afford to keep her or something. So my aunt found her for my grandmother, who lived in uh, right outside of Washington D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. Um, So we, uh, my aunt, got her for my grandmother, um, and they lived happily together for two and a half years or so. Um, Duchess at some point with my grandmother weighed 85 pounds, which golden retrievers aren't really supposed to weigh 85 pounds. They lived a lovely... I mean, Mm -hmm. Duchess was pretty lazy, so they lived a lovely, lazy life of, like, you know, eating and watching television together. But then at some point, my grandmother Mm -hmm. got a walker for her and she slimmed down to about 70 pounds. So she was, she was, you know, good. She was really happy up there. And actually, honestly, that was like her ideal weather because, you know, it could get hot in the summer, but it's pretty chilly in the winter time. So she loved it. It was, she loved it. Um, she loved rolling around in the snow and anyway, and, um, yeah, she loved it. Um, in 2010, um, of October of 2010, my grandmother passed away. Um, And I had previously when I'd gone up there to, and the first time I met Duchess, I, we just made a connection. I just, I loved her so much. She's exactly my kind of dog, just kind of dopey and always wanted to be pet. And I told grandma, I said, when you die, I want Duchess. But I mean, I was kind of kidding, but my grandmother wasn't like rounding 90, (laughs) but I, she was like, okay, sure, sure. You can have Duchess. So when she did die in 2010, Everybody was sort of at a loss. What do we do with Duchess? She was only five years old at the time. What do we do? Um, and I said, I really want her. It just is. that's perfect dog time. <laughs> I mean, that is yes, perfect. Yes, exactly. They're
4: they're calm. They're energetic, but energetic. Exactly. And they're in the prime. Exactly.
3: Yeah. You know, she's potty. Well, not potty trained, but she's house trained, and for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um. And I kept saying, I really want her, um, but we have to figure out a way to get her down. And when we were all trying mm-hmm. to figure it out, it was you know about. January February and you really can't fly dogs then and I was a little bit nervous about flying a dog but you can't um fly mm-hmm. it because it's just too cold um where the dogs would be stowed right. um so my my cousin Parker lived at my grandmother's house then and he sort of took care of her in the interim and the, my favorite thing is Parker worked for a congressman at the time and Parker would take her to Congress and she would just like roam the halls of Congress, uh, like weave oh. in and out of there, like just oh, are you going to pet me guys. <laughs> um, so, and Parker said she would slip and slide on the floors because she never could like kind of get a grip and they're really slick there. So she would just kind of like <laughs> drunkenly walk through uh, different congressmen's offices. But in um, about February... Of 2011, uh, my uncle went up to my grandmother's house to pick something up, and my uncle lives in Austin. And he uh, drove down with Duchess and brought her down to us. So we got her February 27th, 2011, and she it was awesome. She from the get she was just great. She wasn't she could be alone by her you know for a little bit, uh, and she was totally cool. I mean, I think she slept most of the time, but she was such a great companion. We could take her anywhere. The only problem with taking her places, because Austin is really dog friendly. The only problem is she aggressively mm. wants to be pet. And, like, Mike was amenable to that. But some people are like, why won't this dog go away? <laughs> like, she
2: she uses right. her nose
3: to, like, no, you have to pet me a little bit more.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Abby does that. She flips your hand yes. up. She just yeah. flips it
3: up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she – I knew, what, actually, that was one of my keys to knowing uh, – she was kind of ready because she wouldn't, uh, aggressively <laughs> yeah. like nudge me to pet oh. her. Yeah. Cause she was just sort of like so tired, but she, um, yeah, you know, <sighs> then, you know, I got pregnant a few months later and she honestly was like, she was the, the best, she was the best dog for a kid. I mean, my kids largely not ignored her, but she, they were just mm-hmm. like a part of she was just always there. She was just kind of this lump that was already always there. And <laughs> we, de- <laughs> she was really sweet. I mean, she did tear up our backyard pretty good, but, um, uh, she, mm-hmm. she just, you know, was for the most part, just a really, really gentle soul. And it was Dave's. Now as I said, I wasn't going to cry. And of course I'm going to start to cry. It was Dave's first dog. He had never really had a pet before. And she was like, the, she was the best. <laughs> And he took such good care of her and would walk her every morning. And she just – she was – I can't even say anything more about her that's, like, unique. She was just a really sweet, gentle dog that everybody loved. And that old neighbor of mine wrote something on my Facebook wall that she brought the – sorry. She brought the the blog together. Like, she was just kind and always let all the small kids pet her. And she loved it. Mm-hmm. And – I'm just going to miss It feels weird. I've said this a lot, but it feels like there's a ghost in our house. Like, I think I hear her, her collar jingling. And, you know, I do things like mm-hmm. I have to put the food up on the counter so she won't jump up and get it mm-hmm. uh, from the breakfast table. And I'm like, Oh wait, I don't have to do that. Or like, yeah. I just looked under our, I just looked under our breakfast table. I'm like, Oh my God, there is like, a lot of food under there. Like there's so much food uh-huh. that the yeah. stupid kids uh-huh. have dropped, and I'm like, wait, I have to clean that now. This is bullshit. I don't want to clean that. So,
1: um, <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she was get
4: over to Austin Pets Alive. <laughs> let's go. Let's, let's. I know
1: that feeling so well, Hillary. <laughs> get another it's, helper in here. It's like it's a void that that'll be there, but I promise yeah. you that it'll get less painful with time. And I don't mm, know what know. else works except for time. <laughs> you I know? know.
3: I know. Mm-hmm. I know she was she was a great dog and we we really, I mean even I used to sing this song it's so dumb and it's to the t- whatever it's I I have to sing on every episode apparently but it, it's not really a song but it's like Dutchy Dutch 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 like, and Bridget and I'll <laughs> sing it we're like why do we keep singing that and she's like it's been stuck in my head so anyway we miss her and she was a good doggy
1: it sounds like she had a Sorry. really interesting life like
3: what she, a did. Cool she did story story yeah, she did. She really did. She went to Congress. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. She was a she was a good dog. Good. Thank you. All right, that's it. <laughs> I'm not crying anymore.
4: <sighs> you got me.
3: I'm sorry. And I said I wasn't gonna cry. I'm
1: like I'm strong. <laughs> Even I cried when I eulogized. I don't know which one <laughs> in the last year, but. It's understandable.
0: All right. Mike, it's a good thing that you've got a day job now because Hillary's showing a range of emotion that usually we expect only from you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we need to move on to Throw Your Phones. Mm-hmm. I guess so. We have a lot of Throw Your Phones this week, guys. And I, not only, we're not even drinking, and I can't promise that we're going to get to all of them. It's just. <laughs> We made the mistake, I think, last week, of saying that we were light on throw your phone moments, and you all fixed that mm-hmm. yes uh, but we do have one a lot of them are also similar, so you're all angry about a lot of the same things this week, and I not blame you. Uh, one general one, uh, and it's uh it's about how great we are, so that's always nice <laughs> Hug- This is from listener Margaret, hugging my phone, smiley face, listening to three hundred sixty three Love the description of the new fankle waiter roast, a bird you're welcome sing to hear how it turned out i think that's probably supposed to be waiting to hear how it turned out uh margaret it was delightful it worked out perfectly it was really great happy to hear that kissy eyes is flying to palm springs on christmas day traveling on christmas is awesome slash not awesome the flights are way cheap and not crowded but parking lots are full hope you're getting dropped off enjoy the sunshine much love to the lrb community margaret thanks margaret it's nice nice we'll hit the rest as we go if we can manage to um there is uh two crits and they're both hugs this week yeah I was, so i was surprised mm-hmm. we might need a less aggressive theme song
2: for crit
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, but for now let's jump into our weekend in review started with monday 2779 where would we be without brains Uh, My notes on this are hopefully as thin as we can get away with. Luke ran a half marathon in new sneakers because he left his old ones at his parents' house. That is all I wrote about half marathon talk, even though it went on for seemingly a marathon.
1: Mm, That's fine.
4: Running is deeply uninteresting. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) talking about running... It can be much worse.
3: The the thing about Luke that, um, the only thing I have to say about this, the thing about Luke that, um, stresses me out is he's like a smart person in a lot of ways, but he is an airhead. And I like airheads like annoy me to no end because it's all these really simple things like that you, that screw up your life, like leaving your tennis shoes or leaving Mm -hmm. your passport and having to get somebody to break into somebody's house to get your passport Mm -hmm. because you just like weren't thinking about it. Um, and I feel bad that it just falls on to Carrie, but alack, that is the life that she has chosen, I think, that mm-hmm. she married somebody who, like, it doesn't have his head screwed on.
0: That's all right. She's working in, in Seattle for <laughs> two days a week, so. True.
1: She's escaping.
0: <laughs> uh, Andrew recounts a dive bar potluck Thanksgiving and talk of the move of the Streamline Tavern being moved and rebuilt a, a block away or something because gentrification. Uh, I love the idea of a potluck Thanksgiving in a dive bar, but I also agree that it's not one of those things you want to become a regular at.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like going to the strip club for lunch. Right. <laughs> <like> they, have... <laughs>
3: <laughs> they have a buffet.
1: It's a great deal.
3: Uh,
0: in Rhode Island, I, I never went, uh, mm. but in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. you used to hear ads for legs and eggs for oh. the Friday morning breakfast buffet. No. Oh, God. Mm-hmm.
4: When I was uh, uh fresh out of uh college actually I was in grad school and I had a job at a, at a country radio station in in Florida and part of my job was sales I had to go out and and get some get some sales and one of these potential sales and where I w- actually they were a client and I had to go go down there and collect copy and stuff um I went down there probably more than more than I should have it was called Cafe Risque <laughs> and uh and my, I don't even know if we were married at the time, but my my girlfriend or you know uh, Lee, she would go. You had to go there again today. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> had to. Yeah, you
4: know. I, you know, I was I was a bit peckish, and they always they always caught my lunch there. So you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd just floss with some pubes afterwards. <laughs> oh. And I'd go, oh,
2: just, stop. <laughs> oh did I take it there? Yeah. Did I? Did you I did. take mm-hmm. it? there?
0: Mike, what was it like having a client pay their invoices in wands? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I would put on some some food handler's gloves and I would count it out to make sure it was all there.
0: Uh Mike, are and you literally fa- launder it? Yeah. <laughs> are you familiar with the streamline? Is this like a known quantity in Seattle no. or is it just another corner bar? No,
4: but I I'm not I'm not a bar guy, so I the only bars I really know about were the ones that I kind of went to sometimes in college and then the ones they talk about on tbtl I, I wasn't like a bar person
0: yeah a couple of other quick hits uh they forgot to go out on friday with a song from sparks as they said they would and i believe we covered that on the last recap so they they take a few minutes to explore sparks mm-hmm yep that was my reaction too <laughs> also uh Susan Orlean is not Joan Didion. (laughs) It's just a public service (laughs) 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 Mm announcement. Thanks.
4: Not even really close. No. 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 Uh,
0: Top story is more Christmas tree talk. I didn't actually write any of the Christmas tree talk down, just that it happened. I liked the note that Luke once wrote a screenplay about teenage pregnancy. Interesting. I don't think that that's a new fact about him, just one that's come back up, you know, because they say to write what you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Uh also a passing reference to drunken cut sandwiches which is the diagonal but not quite on the corners <laughs> cut. I actually really
3: felt this because my mom would only cut my sandwiches like um up and like she well, never trunk. would do it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> but she would never do it uh, diagonally. She would only do it up and down and I like really? oh, yes I don't know why. She was like that's nope, how mine twos. were too. It was and yeah. i like it's sad. <laughs> I want triangles. But uh, so yeah, I think I probably <laughs> well, have drunkenly diagonally cut my sandwiches in spite.
1: Well,
4: Emily Emily really enjoys the, my presentation when I serve her food, and and part of that is the diagonal cut. And then you you dump the chips right right into the you know you you separate them and then you dump the chips in the mm-hmm. middle yeah, of them. right just, into the Pac Man mouth. Nice, <laughs> right makes everything a little a little it's thrilling. Probably four percent more delicious.
0: Yes, agree. What a small hill to die on, refusing to cut the sandwiches a different way. <laughs> right, right.
1: What, what does
4: it cost you? What
1: does it I cost I think if you? I had said that to my mom, I think if I had complained about the way she cut my sandwiches, she would have just thrown yeah. a knife at me and
2: been like, do it yourself <laughs> then.
3: <laughs> yeah. My, oh my mom God. had five kids. She was like, it was like, whatever. This is yeah. how, what you're getting right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We did get a throw phone from listener Heather who says, really, Luke, you wouldn't in a really... This is back to Christmas tree talk. You wouldn't in a million years guess North Carolina was the second largest Christmas tree producing state. I'd hope in a million years you'd manage to guess all 50 until you got it. (laughs) I know, I know, (laughs) hyperbole. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, the eagles, the projector at the eagles requires special training and only some people are allowed to use it. The remote control is very touchy. Uh, Luke went to Din Tai Fung uh, over the weekend, I think with Camaro Kev, had a St. Pauli girl, just a non-alcoholic beer for those of you who are not in the know, and uh, enjoyed it.
2: Okay, cool.
4: But yeah, but he was just saying that he wasn't going to be that person. And then he turned into the Yeah,
1: he spent all of last week saying he doesn't want to do fake alcoholic drinks.
0: Right. Also,
4: I've- and then he did the Bloody Mary and the. This and is the, before beer. Michael
1: Pollan, though. <laughs> right. Oh, P P M P. Many- oh, <laughs> yes, it is P M P. God forbid
4: there would be three yeah. ingredients in that in that fake beer.
0: I've never had a St. Pauli girl. I've had no duels, and it's pretty mediocre. Yeah. Uh, uh. This pales in comparison to Andrew's story, though, from the Eagles. <laughs> speaking of drinking. Of being drunk and cleaning up vomit in the men's room at the Eagles uh, because it's the kind of place where the members all pitch in to take care of the place and he discovered it and he wants us all to know it was not his, which really (laughs) makes it worse, actually, for him.
3: Uh, So much worse. Well, what
4: was bothering me is this this guy, he has a cleaning podcast, but... He he like went and got some bar napkins and like <laughs> got on his
0: knees and I was like,
4: "What the fuck are you doing? How do you think they clean these bathrooms? Go get all that stuff."
0: Yeah. Oh, that's when you just bring in the hose.
4: Oh sure, yeah. Some I mean, I'm not touching anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting near anything. Mm-hmm. There's little, there's going to be a long handle involved in anything
0: I'm doing in here.
4: Yeah, but chilly. good
0: good guy and he mentioned how in these moments the adrenaline can sober you up pretty quick I can absolutely Mm. explain like you go from drunk to just cleaning and miserable real fast
4: (laughs) yeah he's a he's a better person than me to to clean that up that was really nice of him to do that especially because it was a husky fan (laughs) it was the the suspect in in this um so I guess we'll move on to the no-point conversion. I, I'll take it uh, from here, Bobby, if you don't mind. Uh, I would be um,
0: happy to have you do that because, hold on, let me give you the ex- – I'll, I'll go through my notes from the no-point conversion and sure. then you can cover whatever I missed. Uh, Luke worried about that. They could have not won that game. Uh, quote, you are naturally attracted to things that will destroy you. That's Luke describing Andrew's Koog fandom. Uh,
4: that That was well said.
0: Hugh yeah. Jackson – And Sabermetrics haters. That's it. That's all of my notes.
4: (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, this is a big uh, winning weekend for particularly Luke. Um, The Seahawks won and the Huskies won and the Browns won. So that's good for Andrew. Um, Luke sees hope in the Seahawks, and I agree with him here. There's hope within this Russell Wilson window to get back and, and be a very good to great team again and luke is he he's been watching seahawks football for a long time he's watched the whole russell wilson era and seems mystified as to why the seahawks play well in the fourth quarter um it's russ uh he's a good quarterback he's very good and he's very good in the fourth quarter watch today he'll he'll shit the bed but um in general uh luke it's russ wilson we have a franchise quarterback. They do these things in the fourth quarter.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't hurt that Russell Wilson finds the gas pedal when defenses are already tired from playing three quarters.
4: That's that's true. I mean, he's 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 incredible. I mean, let's just say that. I mean, he's a he's probably top five. But uh, they they talk about the Chris Carson flip flap um, when he he get he got flipped while he was running the ball and he came down. Um, he didn't come down in a legal to proceed manner he did come down in like the superhero three-point stance i've seen like a compilation of of uh you know the the superhero thing when they when when they're they're getting their ass kicked and they they come down and and they they get in that three-point that three-point stance and then they they lift their head and they're ready to kick ass for another 28 minutes of whatever stupid movie (laughs) they're in um So that was a lot to do about nothing because it would have only been a couple yards even if they gave it to him. For some fucking reason, because Luke thinks the Seahawks might be able to win a playoff game, they go over the Bears schedule. Uh, What was that? Why are we going over the Bears schedule? I don't even want them to go over the Seahawks schedule. (laughs) That drove me out of my mind uh, Mm -hmm. because Luke doesn't really know about other teams. Like, um, so yeah, Atlanta, they're really good. Or, you know, you don't, you're not following the league. You barely follow the Seahawks. Please don't talk about other teams.
3: Honestly, if you want to like go, if you want to listen to people go over like leagues and schedules, listen to Cousin Sal and Simmons. Like they can go over it. They know, Sal knows like every team and they know all the information. They know the lines. Luke and Andrew do not know anything.
4: They don't know jack shit, so that you know. So anyway, uh, moving on, the Browns won big. Uh, there was the, there was snubbing of Hugh Jackman during the game. Um, one of the guys intercepted the ball and, as he had planned to, went over and handed it to Hugh Jackman. Who, when he realized he was being punked, he he shot those um, those knives out of his knuckles and carved the ball up in front of. <laughs> everyone so that was exciting and then at the end of the game Baker Mayfield uh, he went over to Baker Mayfield he was calling out he wanted to give Baker Mayfield a hug it was a number one draft pick and Baker Mayfield just uh, he declined the bro hug and uh, snubbed him so uh, Hugh Jackson uh, if you watch Hard Knocks he know he's just a he's a nothing so he'll be gone soon because that whole Cincinnati staff will be gone and he'll have the stink of that on him as well Luke keeps talking about the the former Arizona coach, uh, Bruce Arians, and he says Arian a hundred times. And then he wonders uh, where Kyle Shanahan is is coaching these days. Uh, He happens to be in our division coaching the San Francisco 49ers and has been for uh, a while now. So um, wake up. Wake up and watch the game that you say you're watching um the new coach in Cleveland um the Andrews afraid that it's going to be Greg Williams who had a had a hand and was suspended for the Bounty Gate in uh, New Orleans and he wonders if Greg Williams has ever been a head coach before and we have someone on this show who's uniquely qualified to talk about a Greg Williams head coaching era. Bobby any comments on the on the 3 years in the early <clears throat> 2000s when Greg Williams headed up the Bills? Um
0: I I think Super
4: Bowl run that they went on. No,
0: for once, well, (laughs) uh, eight and eight that one year for eight and eight was a good year. Uh, I think for once, uh, Andrew's accidentally right. You don't want Greg Williams as your head coach.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: I agree. agree. Uh, Yeah, Um,
4: Luke. Uh, they don't even talk about it. I think it would have been the most interesting discussion of the day. Luke very much thinks that Condoleezza Rice would be a great head coach for the uh, Cleveland Browns, um, and, and 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 Andrew stro- said he strongly disagreed. I would have loved them to get into that because um, I'm on Andrew's side there. I I would really want someone who coached football before to coach my professional football team of which there are 32 jobs in the world and uh, i would i would want someone who, who had just i don't know a couple of years maybe coach some uh pop warner maybe a year of junior high uh any experience at all to go
3: it's my, so weird they I always mean, I don't want... they always use condoleezza as like she's the first woman like she was the one of the yeah. first women to to right. be at augusta national I mean it'd be a member of Augusta National and now it's like Condoleezza, the first, you know, female head coach. Why? Why is she this like avatar for I don't know, first in sports for
4: women? Because she, she loves sports, you I mean, know? Okay, so great. do I. Yeah. I'm I'm not qualified <laughs> to coach the fucking Cleveland Browns. It would be a disaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh the apple cup. Um Luke has a lot of Rose Bowl nostalgia, and uh, bless his heart, uh, they will be going to that Rose Bowl because they they won uh, this week. Um, To the point where he doesn't want the Huskies to play for the national championship. So um, I guess, speaking of point, uh, that's the point of, to me, of college football at the highest level, which the Huskies are are trying to be at, is you want to win the national championship. You don't just give it to Alabama. Oh. Uh, Oh, yeah, they're really good. Oh we can't, we can't play with them. Um Georgia had them. They had them. Last night. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so frustrating.
0: Hey, uh, uh Silver Lining uh, Alert. Mike- the the Buffalo Bulls lost the MAC Championship game just barely in a heartbreaker this weekend, but we'll find out in a few hours for recording Sunday morning, they may make it to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl.
4: <laughs> oh man. Good for them. <laughs> December in Boise. It's just fantastic.
0: I told Sam, I said, hey, over uh, over the paper this morning, we should uh, we should go to the bowl game. Whichever one they get into, we should go. And she was like, okay, great. And I said, Good, uh-huh. we're, we're going to either Boise or rural Alabama. <laughs>
4: Sounds like a dream. Yeah. 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 Merry Christmas. You can get a nice hotel room in Nampa. It's about eight miles out. But you can get a lot of hotel for your money uh, out, out there in Idaho. Yeah. I want to kick off, uh, um, I really want to, uh, Megan Coughlin uh, through her phone and she said, this is all caps, now Luke is claiming that it is morally correct to root for Wazoo if you have no rooting connection to the Huskies? Um, question mark, excited mark. Megan, as usual, you nailed it, it is... It is not. This is this is a uniquely held position by um, TBTL like uh, Western Washington is is Huskies and Eastern Washington is Cougars. And of course, people from Western Washington, when they can't get into UW, they go over to Wazoo and then they graduate and they come back and they work in the hotels and restaurants uh, in 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 the Seattle area and they root for the Cougs. You don't have to root for the Cougs. You didn't go there. There's no reason to root for the Cougs if you didn't go there, especially because right now they have a coach who is not only a Trump supporter, but he got drummed out of a job in Texas for locking someone in a shed. Uh, I know he he still denies that, um, but uh, he's he's awful. He thinks he's a pirate, and I and he just just like all these wazoo teams in the past that have had their hopes dashed by the huskies they they don't have they don't have enough um athletes they don't have enough uh they don't have enough of the uh you know the the four or five star recruits so they have to build like tricky offenses and tricky defenses and that stuff doesn't work when it starts snowing so you get steamrolled by the huskies you know every december and so screw you you lost and and you lose every year, and you're always going to lose. And um, I'm always going to be a jerk about it. But c- cooing it is not something that I would ever be yelling in a bar or, or throwing up chili. That's never literally never happened uh, to me or with me. So I can watch a game with you and be reasonable. Um, I'd love to watch a game with Durs. He's he's a he's a good dude. Um, but like UW, if you're living in Seattle, you you want. You want them to be good because everyone's in a better mood. Like, UT hasn't been good since I've been here, which is crazy. With all their resources, I've been here for like nine years, and they've, they've been mediocre the whole time. It's depressing. People are p- upset about it. They don't like it. So I, I root for UT just because I want everyone to be in a better mood. <laughs> so <laughs> if Wazoo kicked U-Dub's ass every year, I mean, it would be, it would be depressing. So... Let's be careful what we're rooting for and who we're rooting for. Does and has ever, Andrew has anyone ever explained to Andrew who Mike? Reaches? I know that seems
3: so has weird ever, to me. anyone had that that he's like root so hard and Mike Lee is awful?
0: Uh, yeah. All
4: right. Um, <laughs> Meredith has been
3: silent well, for about thirty in minutes.
0: In oh <laughs>
3: I
1: yeah, too, I <laughs> tuned out <laughs> for a
2: long time I, I'm ago. trying to keep it.
0: You guys just do your thing. It's uh, fine. Uh, you know, we, we have a few throw your phones from Monday that I missed and I have a, a, a wash you thing. I don't think I've ever told Mike that I want to just chime in with real quick and then we can move on. Mike, were you good with no point? Um, so let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. uh,
4: yeah, yeah. I think, i I think I'm good. I mean, Andrew woke up in a shitty mood from the Cougs losing. Don't, don't do that to yourself. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Sorry.
0: Uh first, I don't think I've ever mentioned I do own sort of one Kooks t-shirt, but not really. It's a it's a t-shirt from when Jeff Tool was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. And it's it says Tool Time, but it's T U E L. <laughs> and I bought it as a joke from a Kooks like uh, uh like a booster website for like $8 Mm -hmm. so that I could wear it around Buffalo. I I hedged my bet that maybe he would get into a real game at some point. I could be the only person in Buffalo with the Jeff tool t-shirt. And it never happened. He didn't
4: get any run. He never got a regular season snap. No. No,
0: maybe that was during one of the periods when every Buffalo bills quarterback was dying on the field. Um, But uh, I, it would, it would have just been so great. Uh, if he, if
4: he had ever gotten good or even mediocre, just for the headline writers alone. Right. You know, (laughs) incredible tool. Yeah. You know, huge tool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The best tool in, in the Buffalo Bills box. (laughs) Uh, A couple of other quick throw your phones. Uh, Kalina wrote in and said, stop the show at the 122 mark on Monday show. Thank you, Kalina, for the timestamp. Luke basically admits to occasionally driving drunk. One statement of many in the last few weeks where he has let something slip about just how bad his drinking problem really was. I guess I'm hugging my phone tonight, just being grateful that he's saying these things out loud, albeit somewhat flippantly at times. A big part of recovery is accountability, so hopefully that is a good sign for him. Kalina, yes, I agree with you. Although, if I had a drink every time Luke talks about how he's not drinking anymore, I would be really in trouble. Um, oh, yeah.
4: You wouldn't be joining us today.
0: I'm glad he's working through it. Although, it is getting a little tiresome on the show. Uh, a hug your phone from Crit. Uh, you got your Barbaro, or Barbaro, if it's like the U-dub, in my Silverblatt. Was a great spoof. Uh, you got Megan's and... Sam's is actually for tomorrow, so that we're done with Monday.
2: What <laughs> was
4: a slog? Three hours? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, plus? Three plus? hours. So. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, finally.
2: Um, uh, I gotta uh, wake, up! wake up. Hey. Here. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Send the smelling salts yeah, to yeah.
1: me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday 2780 the gift of relatability um, Luke starts out the show talking about a, how a branch fell in his house and didn't do much but dented a gutter um, I hope he's calling Kevin O'Brien about that on his donor shout out like he does later about his fence um, it is Andrew's birthday today and he is geeking out over the cordless Dyson that uh, Genevieve got for him for his birthday that's um, some and money it that's really is shit. They're very expensive mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I have a cordless um, shark that I'm still happy with, and I was slightly gratified to hear that Luke's ha- like its battery is dying, and he doesn't like to use it anymore because
2: <laughs> he has a fancy <laughs> like, Dyson
1: too. It's like hehe, my shark is still great. Uh, so whatever, <laughs> I don't need a fancy vacuum; it's fine.
4: Is that is that a gang thing? I mean, are you are, do you have to affiliate? I think
1: there's a shark Dyson divide. Dysons mm-hmm. sharks Dysons.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're a shark, you're a shark. <laughs> Um, Luke talks about how he's got to have the charger hanging off the wall. He can't just set it on the floor like some people do, although he's not judging them, but he would never do such a thing. Um, And that kind of brings them to talk of like doing these little projects around the house that, um, you know, they're they're kind of a pain in the butt and they're things that you should do and and everybody has their own different approaches to those. Um, Andrew talks about how Genevieve just sort of dives right into those and she painted his apartment for him without really even moving the furniture. Um, That's a little too... Um, go get them yeah. for me. Like at least throw some drop cloths down. You
4: could you could push it a little bit toward the center <laughs> of the room if you don't mind. Just 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 stop a getting bit. paint
1: on everything. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. he mentions offhandedly that they have what he calls an indoor shed that includes a leaf blower. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. renters. They've always almost always been renters. Why do they have a leaf blower? Yeah, that seems odd. Yeah, you might want to might want to sell That's that. That's weird. Um, Luke talks about how he plans to go to yoga today. We're going to talk more about that later in the week. It's very exciting for me. Um, but (laughs) let's see, we did have a throw your phone on that topic. Um, oh, it was from, from listener Sam who says hugged my phone and regained love for Luke when he said this about yoga quote, I'm thinking about not trying to get out of this class. (laughs) 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 So he's, he's very committed to this. Um, is great. Um, really caused a lot of consternation in our chat. I think this week is that Luke donated a bunch of his old garbage clothes, but he also included some of Carrie's without asking her (laughs) while she's out of town. I mean, he kept saying it was just like garbagey stuff that you get from a cancer walk or whatever. Like no, she's not going to miss it, but that's not really the point. The point is that he's just making decisions about her possessions without even asking her.
4: And she's not in Antarctica or, or <laughs> sub-Saharan Africa.
1: Yeah, she has text. cell, cell a text. reception in the city of Seattle, I believe, has okay right. LTE coverage. He could snap a couple of pics yeah. and say, hey, do you want this? I'm donating some things.
4: Yeah, yeah. You talk about all this new, fresh, new spare time you have. Yeah, how about donating a couple minutes of that to uh, letting her know what you're going to
0: toss? That decision would have had more than five ingredients in it, though. <laughs> Stop!
1: Oh, <God>. Unacceptable. Stop. <laughs> He's he talked about how he had this like this itching to get this stuff donated. Like it had to be done tonight. It couldn't be done tomorrow. Um, so I think he just made an executive decision. Like oh, she's not going to mind that much. Um, and I guess we'll find out um, whether uh, she did mind um, based on how many days she's going to be working in Seattle next week. <laughs> but, but wait a minute!
4: Wait a minute though. Had had to be done. We have a pile of goodwill that just is almost always... Oh, I know, have a
1: never-ending. Yeah, like it gets you know? full yeah. and I mm-hmm. take it. It gets full and I take it. He could, And I yes. think Andrew had a really good point. Put it in your car and take it tomorrow. It's still out of the house. You'll still get that feeling of like, ah, it's
2: done. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. he's
1: definitely...
3: I mean, I'm not going to armchair psychologize him but he's definitely going through a manic
1: <laughs> phase of it yeah life,
4: I that is exactly <laughs> yeah he's word. doing
1: just what I was afraid of is like changing way too many things all at once and 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 I worry that he's gonna get burnt out or he's gonna fail kind of spectacularly and crash and burn and I really don't want that to happen for him because he's been doing a great job with the not drinking thing it sounds like um, but he's still the same person that he always was yeah wherever you go there you are exactly is it a
4: is it a net positive if you stop drinking but you drive everyone else to <laughs> to want to drink?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like I can't
4: listen to five more minutes of this without a cocktail right. in my hand. I mean
1: it just transfer his alcoholism to everyone else in his life. <laughs> right, right. What, I mean, that's unfair. That's that mean. mean. That's awful. Um they talk about um various hot takes that they've had over time that end up being um wrong i wrote around in my notes but i think i meant wrong um and and andrew talks about how he got very upset about this facebook video feature i didn't see it and i don't know what they're talking about
0: but something about it the video following you around
1: no. maybe yeah. whatever I don't... um but andrew it's went like
0: a, go ahead it's like a kiosk video screen that you put in your house and it records you and it's as if two people were facetiming on ipads except it follows your motion so if you walk it'll twist to keep you in the frame
1: that's kind of scary i don't like that um well andrew really didn't like it and he went on a rant on his other show about it and it turns out that he was totally wrong about his rant he was like if that was the feature that's not a real thing and if it was it would be a much bigger deal well that's what the whole commercial was about and so he's kind of dying inside and wishing he could go back in time and take it all back um Luke uses um, Donor of the Day segment to shout out to Kevin O'Brien, who was a donor, to ask him to check on the coverage for his damaged fence. (laughs) 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 I hope he listens to every day. Um, He better, yeah. It's not a great way to communicate with your insurance agent, but it probably works for him, and that's why he keeps doing it.
0: He's getting more impressions for his donation than any other donor. He really is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, top story for today is that they've got a uh, Valentine's Day special that they're planning and they list a bunch of really terrible names for this special and then just kick it to us and we have to come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> Which just cracked me up. Of course they did that. Um, they, they, One of them is kind of Paul Blart-ish um, and that t- t- takes them off on the tangent about how Kevin James isn't the worst um, and we shouldn't hate on him so much, but we should hate on Tim Allen a lot. Because the best thing he ever did was get agree. arrested for selling cocaine, and he does have a terrible show, and all his shows are terrible, and he sucks. So yeah. I agree.
0: Yep.
4: King of, King of Queens is pretty funny. Um, Tool time or whatever that other show was was awful. Yep. Guys, this show is awful. Tool time. He, he's home awful. Improvement.
0: Was
3: home not Improvement. That bad of a show for its time in the mid nineties. It was a pretty funny mm-hmm. show. I. I yeah, just want to put that out there. Those
4: stupid haircuts on those kids. Ugh. It was
3: like
1: 1993. <laughs> Listen, I watched it every whatever TGI Friday or whatever it was on. Um, but I assume yep. it was terrible because I was like seven and entertained by it. Michael Livingston loved
4: Home you Improvement. You didn't have to have stupid hair in in the. You didn't have to have stupid hair in the 90s. My hair was was pretty good. So Jonathan I'll
3: Taylor Thomas was a hottie for yeah. <laughs> he was a heart for, for little girls. Yep. <laughs>
0: Mike, are you talking about the year you had, the, per- the the week you had the perm? No, no, that was
4: 1987. Okay. That was in the 80s. We all did things. We all did
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> um, the story that made me throw my phone the most um, for Tuesday was that Luke threw away a bunch of perfectly good food because he read Michael Pollan's book, Food Rules. And uh, in keeping with his... Uh, his disdain for Carrie's possessions. Uh, he also threw away a bunch of her snacks, uh, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> kind of unnecessary. Um, but he it's, he did what he did. He tweeted about it.
3: Of course, because it has to be a quote unquote fire tweet. Yeah. Oh, it's not good. And he also, wait earlier in the week, he tweeted about, like, whatever, Rudy following him into the bathroom, clearly while he's pooping. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. That was nugget. Yeah. I called him out on that one. His Twitter feed makes me cringe all oh, it's the time. Awful. Oh it's boy. Awful. Um, the guys talk about um their relationship with food. Again, you know, this is a well-worn topic on TBTL, but um they're starting to want Luke thinks he's turned a corner. <laughs> Um, he's doing this to, you know, he's taking this one to 11. Like he takes everything to 11 and I wonder how long it's going to last before he burns out on it. Um, but he's decided that things that have more than five ingredients are bad. And if you can't, Oh, this is one of the big this, this rule I hate so much. If you can't pronounce it, you shouldn't eat it, which says more about your reading abilities and your, you know, (laughs) words that you know, than if something is bad for you. I mean, if you read the ingredients of an apple, there are like, I don't know, 50 of them and they're all impossible to pronounce so don't eat apples
2: Mm.
1: like it's so dumb it's so
3: classist, yes. classist, because it's like, oh, like Lucas spent hours upon hours making him his own nasty ranch and chips. He's thro- uh, he's making and- all
1: this food and he's it's garbage and he's throwing it away. He's being super yeah. wasteful here. That's yeah. that's one thing yeah. that gets under my my skin about it. And yeah, it's very very privileged of him that he's able to do this. This is the same problem I have with Alice Waters being like, everyone should just grow their own organic garden. <sighs>
2: yeah, agree. Sure.
4: Grow it out of your belly button, because that's where the dirt that you have access to is. It's been thirty
1: degrees for the past like two months. I'm definitely gonna be (laughs) getting a lot out of that here. Thanks, lady. Right. Um, I
0: remember when I was thirteen and I could only pronounce Dorito.
1: Um, the guys are wondering if maybe they shouldn't stuff themselves to the gills Um, they should maybe eat a little bit slower that one I can get behind Um, but it's amazing that they're middle aged men daddish types who are just now figuring this out Uh, maybe it doesn't maybe it's not great to to feel horrible after every meal wonder what I can do about that Um, they debate Mm. whether the uh, first bite of something is the best bite um, but they agree that the first cut is definitely the deepest which (laughs) takes them down another rabbit hole (laughs) oh my god (laughs) This food stuff is incredible. I just, I can't, I can't describe how much I hate this. And I hate Michael Pollan. (laughs) And I hate that this is going to be a topic on the show for, um, I'm guessing two weeks, and then it'll die away. Yeah. 'Cause I think are we away from
3: vegetarianism now, or is that by, is that still oh, lingering? He's a flex
4: flexitarian. <laughs> That's the
3: term Oh yeah, because that he was he, was, using he this ate week. the dumplings which are loaded with like
1: pork. And he was talking about his sister's stew, <laughs> well, what, right? That had meat in it. So it's right, flexitarian right. is what? Eat meat when what? you feel like it. <laughs> I
4: don't know. No, what flexitarian what flexitarian means is you eat whatever you want, but you still get to talk endlessly and boringly <laughs> oh, about it. Okay, all good. This. Great. Just like a vegetarian or a vegan. Right,
1: right. Um, and then last...
4: I'm so mad this week. Why am I so mad? Because you're My an indignant vegetarian really
2: <laughs> no?
4: Yeah, okay. That just means I'm always indignant and I bore you by talking.
1: <laughs> There's a lot more about this the rest of the week. I don't need to get too mad about it now. Yeah. There's plenty more opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing for Tuesday is that Ricky J., the magi- magician, has died. Um I'd never heard of him, but Luke uh, seemed to like him because other cool people liked him. Um, he could throw cards and cut things with cards, I guess.
3: I never saw him do his magic stuff, but beyond like people talking about him in his obituary. But he was in Boogie Nights, which used to be one of my favorite movies. Mm. Uh, and
4: Oh, he's in it? Yeah, he's like, he like
3: the director. guy. You know, like when... Um, like. Uh, what's his face oh shoot the um william h macy's wife is having sex with somebody and he's like watching them and then this guy Uh comes in. he's like hey we need to change the shoot and and he's like yeah i know go away that's him he's like one of the like cinematographers okay uh boogie nights um anyway so i kind of liked him in that because he's really deadpan and funny Mm and
2: that's
1: tuesday
3: All right, so let's go to Wednesday, 2781. The drowsiness in me recognizes the drowsiness in you. Which <laughs> kind of me yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> this, sh- this show was actually like a little bit shorter, but I feel like they talked about, a l- I have a lot of notes, so I'm just going to try to run through them because n- nothing lasted for a super long time. Um, uh, Luke in the beginning talks about how um, Rudy would eat medicine like every single day because it means that she gets extra food and Duchess t- just totally felt like that like here is like peanut butter wrapped in cheese and a pill inside and mm-hmm. she's like yes please i will be taking that um it's disgusting but she mm-hmm. loved it <laughs> i'm sick <again>. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> i wish cats uh, were always... that
3: dumb <laughs> i know yeah. so dumb yeah um I this is kind of left over from last week but Andrew really really annoys me um about birthdays and holidays because what he wants is for everybody to make a fuss so he can say don't make a fuss and that really (laughs) irritates me. Like at least I'm out loud with I want everybody to make a fuss and then I'm excited by it. He like for Thanksgiving he's like No no I don't really like having parties and doing anything. But the moment that Genevieve's like I just can't mentally like do this, he's like, Meh, I wanted you to do it. And then with the birthdays, he doesn't want anybody to make a fuss. But then when they
1: Don't, then he's kind of like butthurt about it. I don't know. Yeah, he needs to be honest about how he really feels about these things. It's like he's ashamed of liking these things. And I totally get it given his past. Like, oh, I'm too good for regular movies and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, mainstream holidays don't mean anything to
3: me, but they secretly (laughs) totally do. He really wants it. I know. I don't know why. Like, just, yeah, exactly. Be honest. Just own Um, it. Yeah. He stayed up late playing Madden. Like a normal forty two year old man does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then Luke said he sort of likes it when Carrie's gone, which like burp burp, but um mm-hmm. but he he can play Howard Stern loudly. And I kinda get that. Like when Dave sometimes will go mm-hmm. see movies late at night and I'm like, I can like ruminate by yeah. myself. Like I can kind of just be here by myself, but he misses her smell, which is very sweet but also like I don't know, kind of creepy, but that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like I miss her smell. It was a little.
1: Um, it was a little much for a podcast. I thought, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, it was. It was. Okay.
4: The,
2: okay, you don't have to okay, tell let's us move that. On.
4: That's. Uh, it's one of the. It's one of the only things that uh, that I I enjoy when Emily leaves town is I get to play my podcasts um, yeah. out loud because she's a she's an out loud player. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you know she's dominant in that way, <laughs> and so when she's gone, I'm like, okay, my earbuds can have a have a few days off here. I think that, and I can be the king right. of the world. I think
3: Dave probably feels like you. My my podcast outweighs his podcast as far as playing <laughs> goes. So I'm sure when I'm gone, he's like, uh-huh. yes. um.
4: Yep. They told me now
3: uh, <laughs> Luke thinks that maybe he should but maybe he shouldn't record himself talking to the animals which I totally related to like if you're by yourself and you're just like I would always talk in the voice of Duchess to her because she or like I would sort mm. of ventriloquy I don't know if that's a word be like her ventriloquist yeah. oh yeah Um. I I thought that Duchess, though she was a lady, had a very deep husky voice. So her voice is like, "Hey guys, w- uh, what's going on? Can I <laughs> hang out here?" And it's always kind of like she's like, uh, "I just didn't want to bother you, but I'm here now." So That's what Molly's voice was, was like too.
1: <laughs> um, um, excuse me, guys. Um, I think I would like my medicine now.
3: Yeah, it's always like polite, but also uh, intruding a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. So I totally get that. Um. Okay. So then they move on to talking about, I don't remember how they got to this, but they were talking about the doors and that Andrew used to love them, but it, he kind of went on a journey with it. He used to love them, but then he really listened to the lyrics or kind of studied up on them and realized that they're embarrassing. But and then he like re loves it a little bit. Cause he kind of doesn't care. I hate the doors. I have always hated the doors. I think they're dumb. However, <laughs> I get what he's talking about in the like, like I used to love, well, I was never that ashamed, but like I used to love Insync when I was way too old and then I was sort of embarrassed by like, okay, yeah, I really loved, you know, shitty pop music, but now I'm kind of like, you know what, fuck it. It's really fun music and I like it. I know it's stupid, but I don't care. I like it. So I, I get it. I mean, though, despite it being like the doors, cause the doors do suck, but, uh, but he can like what he likes.
4: What if Jonathan Taylor Thomas joined the Doors as a <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, Jonathan
3: Taylor Thomas is a little bit too young for you, but I, 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 the Doors, there's a line from Almost Famous, it's Lester Bangs, and he's like, the Doors were, uh, like drunks pretending to be poets or something like that, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly it, mm-hmm. they sucked. Um...
4: We're vibing on the movies for sure. We 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 don't like the same st- the same '90s sitcoms, but I I, I, yeah. I like your movie <laughs> references. Thank you.
3: Um, okay, so this is the top story that we've all been waiting for. luke t- Luke took a yoga class, a gentle flow yoga class. It was very hard for oh, him. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he thought like maybe, oh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna like kill it because it was gentle flow, but it was really hard. But he did like Shavasana. Um And I will throw to you uh, Meredith in just a sec, but I do remember like everything he was saying, I was like, yes, it is like stressful. You don't really know what you're doing. Nobody really tells you what to do unless you ask them. And Luke's obviously embarrassed to ask anybody. Um, It's sort of stressful, but also peaceful. Anyway, Meredith, what are your thoughts?
1: No, that's exactly what I was going to say. I had the same, very similar experience um, at my first class and I had been doing it at home a little bit because I was so nervous about not knowing what to do when I got to an actual class. So I had actually like kind of studied up a bit and I was still pretty nervous in my first class and you don't know what you're doing and that's fine. And the teacher knows that and nobody cares. He's totally right that nobody's watching you. Nobody cares what you're doing. You're allowed to do whatever you want. That's one of the things I really like about yoga is no teacher. It's not like you're at a gym with a personal trainer and they're like, you have to do this, but like do one (laughs) more, you know, it's like, if you don't feel like doing it, don't do it. Or if you want to do it differently, do it differently. Like, you see especially when uh, when i'm in class with like other teachers when they're they're also taking the class they're the ones doing whatever the hell they want usually you know they're usually following around pretty pretty well Mm -hmm. but they they will like oh no i don't want to do that right now i can't you know it's not that they can't it's that they you know it doesn't feel good or they don't want to and they don't and it's fine um so there's really no reason to be stressed about keeping it up and you just have to keep going and you'll you'll learn it really really quickly i'm sure that if he keeps up with it he'll get it and i think it would be really really good for him um yeah. it's, it's yeah. i think it's a really good sign that he liked the end the savasana at the end because you're lying there and a lot of times teachers will say that's the hardest part that's the hardest pose because some people have a really hard time uh, lying there and being still because you're supposed to not be fidgeting and you're going to that's what he wants right he wants that meditation time and that's when you're supposed to try and clear your mind and not think about anything and it's really hard um, so it's cool that he liked that the best, but I really identified with him. I had a lot of sympathy for that feeling cause it's ner- you know, it's kind of nerve wracking. You're in a new, uh, scenario and he's the kind of person who wants to be the best at everything right away. And maybe this will be a lesson that, that, that doesn't have to work that way. And it is, it is.
4: Well, he has a whole week. <laughs> Because he bought $20 worth.
3: (laughs) It is hard to, you know, not be competitive, especially when you've been like working out and that's sort of the goal is to win or be the best at something. It's hard. And when you see people doing these wild poses, you're like, but wait, I want to do that. But it took Mm -hmm. them, you know, a lot of time and practice to do it. And you have to be really gentle on yourself. Um, I had a... When I was in college, I, you had to take, like, a PE, and so I took yoga, and the guy's name was Gary, but we all called him Yo-Gary, um, and he, <laughs> he actually was really a good yoga teacher. He sort of showed us the ropes, but I remember, this is how, like, gentle, if, you, if any girls uh, were having, as he called it, on their moon, they could just oh sit off boy. on the side and right. Like, <laughs> And I was like, Yes, okay. Like it's like every day of the month. I'm like, Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm on my moon right now. I'm gonna have to be over off to the side like, <laughs> laying down.
1: That's awesome. I don't know. I go I go pretty regularly and I really like it and it's kind of helped me um I have a hard time taking direction from other people. When somebody tells me what to do, I wanna do the opposite. Um <laughs> and so my first yoga class I was like, No. Who are you? (laughs) Tell me what to do. I'm not doing it, and it's really helped me get over that. Like, stop being so contrarian. It's fine,
0: for sure.
4: I would just go like grab a chair, you know. (laughs) So this is what I'm doing. Actually, sitting in this chair.
0: Sam and I just joined the JCC near us because it's the the best local gym nearby. And if you do silver sneakers classic, (laughs) a chair is used for support. Yeah. Hey, there's
1: no shame in using, my using props off. in yoga. Everybody does it. It's great. It can help you.
0: Look at my phone. It's like the carrot top of yoga.
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Right. The Gallagher. Um, <laughs> no, I was really, I, I was proud of him. It, and hopefully he sticks with it because it is really good. And it is a good, it can be a really good workout. Yeah, um, yeah it can. But also it's just good for your, good for your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, they another top story i guess as we're moving i mean i guess we're all moving to australia because this is what we talk about almost constantly um knickers the giant australian cow is too big to eat, but then now i think it's like a i don't know it's like they uh, uh, i something isn't right about it like there's There've some, been a lot of like,
1: takedowns like oh it's yes. just photographed next to some shorter cows there's actually a taller one in japan it's like, you know <laughs> it's not that big of a deal
3: uh, for some reason, bi- like big cows, always remind me of Duchess, though. So I was like, "Oh, <laughs> look," because they just look sort of big and dopey. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and-
4: yeah, he could be really smart, but he looked he just—he just looks <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a big dope.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew then reveals that he's sort of scared of large animals, which i, I can kind of see. Um, and then they were talking about deer, um, and deer are kind of scary. Like they're That's sort of—I was thinking ma- they're sort of they're majestic. From far away, you're like, look at the deer but one time Dave was attacked by a deer like it, he was running and one like thought up in Northwest Hills in Austin there are a ton of deer there's so many and it's a really populated area and like Luke said like um Northwest Austin is not like a new community like they're you know it's pretty old but they are just a ton of deer yeah no, it's
4: probably seven, 70s, yeah. 60s, 70s. yeah and there's
3: it's just up on a hill and there are a ton of deer and one time Dave ran near like a baby here and the mom like saw it and was like trying to like run Dave and he was like oh shit uh-huh. um but yeah no they're kind of scary and they're you know i'm i'm not like a hunter or anything at all but they're kind of menaces like they're they're like rats here like they just populate and kind of kill vegetation so yeah. i don't know i don't my mom not... lives oh. in
1: an area that's like well they live in ada slash forest hills michigan which is also the home of betsy devos um Ooh yeah they fly over their house with a helicopter almost every day um but anyway they they put out um they feed the the birds and they put out food for the turkeys and they put out salt licks for the deer and they actually got in trouble with the dnr a few years ago because there was um some sort of encephalitis going around and you weren't supposed to allow deer to congregate so they got busted (laughs) (laughs) but they they're allowed to do it now um but they're like especially the the bucks like my mom was outside watering her front garden a couple summers ago and it was like dusk so prime you know prime deer time there'd be deer running through their yard all the time and turkey and stuff um but she turned around and there's this buck you know i don't know five feet away from her and it was sort of grunting and like like blowing air out of its nose and kind of (laughs) huffing at her Uh and she was just like set the hose down and back like she backed away and walked all the way around the house because he was between her and the door so she's like i'm going around the house to go in the back door and then just slowly back away from this thing because they can gore you i mean they're
0: dangerous and huge Fuck you up. Yeah. yeah, And around here, you know, it's always worrying about hitting a deer. Right. But I remember once when I was a kid, a deer hit my aunt's car. She was driving and it decided to run across the street or across the highway. And it hit the side of her car like she didn't hit it. It hit her and Jeez. put a hell of a dent yeah. in the side of her car. Yeah,
1: that happens a lot here, too.
0: Yeah.
4: Did they exchange information? <laughs> what so? It's always a hit and run well, the with deer.
0: Them. The deer called Kevin O'Brien, who was a child at the time, <laughs> liberty, so it was
3: really liberty, weird. Liberty, liberty. <laughs> um, okay, um, <laughs> more Australian talk. Um, Luke, there's an article um, about why Australian accents are hard, and it's for a variety of reasons. I guess they don't really open their mouths very wide. I don't know, and Luke tries to do his accent. Um, and I guess every most actors um, who are Australian that move here to do big Hollywood movies end up losing their accent, except Hugh Jackman. So he has kept his accent. I, I think Hugh Jackman is an attractive and very talented man. But I just learned that he and Ivanka and Jared are really good friends. And it's really soured him in my eyes. Yeah. He's also uh, Rupert Murdoch's, the godfather of Rupert Murdoch's kids. So I'm like, Ooh, Jackman, um, whatever. But anyway, he hasn't lost his accent. So I guess good on him. Um, and then we move on to male and who it was not Anne minor, but somebody, um, sharp shot, uh, Luke because buzz light year is cool. And Tim Allen did a really good job with that. Um, and then they kind of talk about toy story, but Luke thinks that's more of the writing and not necessarily his vocal abilities. I will say, um, Last night, um, I the kids had never really seen Toy Story, so I was like, "All right, let's watch it." It is still a really funny movie. Like I was, Dave and I were both like, "LOLing for real." Um, Tim Allen does a fine. I remember even at the time when I was like fifteen, to, when I saw it, thinking Tim Allen was fine, but actually. It, The Woody is so drawn to like be Tom Hanks's sort of like the embodiment of Tom Hanks's voice that he's actually really good, he really is the star of it. And Buzz Lightyear, I don't know, Tim Allen's fine in it, he's not bad, he does a serviceable job. But I I disagree with miscellaneous Anne, who I don't think is, I know it's not Anne Minor because she wrote in to say that she said. Uh Toy Story sharpshooting was not me. I keep my powder dry for LRB. But as someone who has <laughs> seen Toy Story conservatively two hundred times, it could potentially have been. Um, and I, I so I don't think it's our Ann or Ann minor. So I'm not sure. Ann, raise your hand if it's it's you. Um, but Toy Story itself is good, and I guess Toy Story four is getting written right now with um with Win is involved, their friend Win, and he seems to be like you know like a hollywood dude though so good for him um they talk about the christmas cards tbtl cards at gmail.com which is so lovely i wish i could get my shit together to do christmas cards i did them like once a few years ago and i haven't done it since so that's not going to be happening but i think that it's great that everybody else does it um. Then they talk about the val- Valentine special where um people wrote in their uh their options because Luke's were terrible. They were really none of them were good. Um, I think love is on the air is probably what they're gonna go with. It mm-hmm. seems like yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. good. It's simple. There's n- there's nothing like too like wordy or weird. I thought that that was. That was really good. Like, yeah. Who loves you, baby. A salute to TBTL's Valentine's. I mean, it was kind of funny, but like also that's too much. Um, then um, P Fletch email for Christmas songs. She suggests Sharon Jones, and the Dap Kings, which is great and very uh, on brand for Phyllis, but it is good. But it, it reminded me of Phyllis sort of for some reason. It just seemed like something she would love. Um, Luke. Luke. Is going to make avocado toast and he's stressed out about it because of course, like he's just in this world of being stressed out by food. Um, it is true that avocados like have about one second of perfection and then they're like, yeah. bye, we're done. Um,
4: I I'm mad at avocados right now. I I'm off avocados right now, which really upsets my mother-in-law. And and it's not because I don't like avocados. And and you know Emily loves them even more than I like them uh, but I, I do most of the food preparation and we don't have hot water in our kitchen sink I mean we can run it for about four minutes now we have a some janky system going where it will finally warm up but you know I don't want to tap our whole well just to get a little uh, warm water in the kitchen and avocados are very slimy to prepare Um, you need you need warm water to wash your hands while you're preparing avocados and not having that means avocado just on everything, on your knife, uh, knife handle on, you know, on your hands. And, and then, you know, now I've got to take like five minutes to wash my hands. It's just not worth it. <laughs> you know, it's just not worth it anymore. So I, 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 I'm to the point where I'm mad enough at avocados. Where, like yesterday we were at a Mexican restaurant and there was avocado in this uh, big shrimp cocktail we got. And I was like, that's all you. You can have it. I'm, I'm mad at it, and and my mother-in-law. This is she has a like a, a, an irrational fear of pumping gas, and so I'm going to turn this avocado thing into my my own irrational uh, hill to die on. So um, they're going to be visiting at Christmas, and and I, I'm going to I'm practicing making my like gagging faces whenever <laughs> she's like, "Do you want avocado on your salad?" Oh. Well, no way.
3: It's fine that you're upset with them, but it. It annoys me that Andrew's like, I don't like avocados. Because I'm like, of course you don't like. Oh, they're great. <laughs> he just doesn't like yeah, or-
1: anything that's
3: good. He doesn't. I mean, no. I am like a certified like fat person as far as this stuff goes. I love anything creamy. I- and that's going to sound gross. I-, mm-hmm. I know that there's no good way to say that. No, but it doesn't.
1: Because I- that's not gross.
4: <laughs> it's
0: it's not- also perfectly isolatable. So thank you. <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> that's what I
0: knew. I knew it.
4: Wait, did we get that in the clear? <laughs>
3: Um, but I, uh, so I don't understand Andrews. I just, I, I, I've had plenty of friends who don't like mayonnaise already and I just think it's so good. It's so good. Ranch dressing is good. Avocados are good. Just try it. Um, and then this is a forward promo of Luke's going to, into like, you know, like a murder suicide of, of making his own ranch dressing. What is it called? Where the Japanese, uh, the, like the. Spider pilots that like kamikaze it's like a friday sudoku a three-star sudoku it's like this is ugh. he made so many poor choices but that's for thursday
4: oh i've never been more excited <laughs> thursday 2782 leave the gun take the aioli um the they start off the show i was excited for this show and we'll get into that uh, later um with a with a wart report um <laughs> uh. <about laughs> roughly 10 minutes on let's salicylic talk about acid. creamy
1: things for two <laughs> hours versus two minutes of wart talk please Sa- salicylic acid is
3: really good for acne but i don't really need to talk about warts anymore
1: i just i can't believe on the salicylic no. acid tip i can't believe luke always talks about how bad of skin he had when he was a teenager how does he I know. not know about this chemical it's in everything. everything it is really good for lots of skin conditions yeah.
4: Ugh. yeah um they, they they set aside four minutes to talk about valentine's day titles it takes roughly 28 to 35 minutes including some bloated yam bag chat uh which nobody was asking mm-hmm. for uh luke got the wrong he referenced the wrong book in service of of talking about a guy sunning his gigantic uh yam bag in a Great. window um <laughs> cool thanks um it looks more and more at this point like Lauren's title is going to win out. It's not even close. Nobody no. even came no. close. Love is on the air. That was awesome. Uh, the first cut uh, stuff is back. They ramble about Cat Stevens for a long time. <laughs> ramble The whole time I'm waiting for... <laughs> ramble <laughs> is what I put in my notes. The whole time I'm just... I'm waiting for my ranch dressing story. Um... Let's see. Uh the the Waterbed Story made it on. I I I need to go look at that on the CBS website. Did any anybody seen the Waterbed Story yet?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready to never no. hear about it again. <laughs> Except I want P to okay. okay. I,
0: I just want to see I need the I need the payoff. So. I just watched the Tater Todd story before we recorded this morning online and oh, really? they did get that. the Napoleon Dynamite clip in. So <laughs> he won that battle. <laughs>
4: Oh, they didn't change his joke and ruin everything right. like they always do. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: all right. So uh, ready for, for ranch dressing talk. Well, the first thing I did when when that show was over, like Bobby told me that there was something I'd be interested in at the end of the Wednesday show. And so I got there pretty quickly and I listened to it and they teased the ranch dressing. And so uh, I fired off this message. Immediately after he teased the ranch dressing, I said, uh, uh, color me hooked. I've never looked forward to an episode more. Y'all have never met a person who has made and obviously enjoyed more ranch dressing than this veteran podcaster. Please oblige with a full report and bless your heart if you do not use full fat buttermilk. (laughs) Bobby and I will decimate you on LRB, (laughs) but at least for now. You swept my personal quarter hour, mate. So that message went out right away, and then I took to Twitter and said, "If if uh, Luke forks up this ranch dressing, I'm going to lose my shirt." Which Luke references uh, references being um, badgered on Twitter for a full report, and this is this is what we're about to get. He discovers that having the ingredients ready when you're cooking is a good thing. Um, there's a lot of revelations uh, this week in the, for 42 year old people mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah you've never done the blue apron have you uh i don't think you've really ever done that so yeah you gotta have your ingredients out um andrew hasn't tasted ranch dressing that is- claims to have never tasted <laughs> it's ranch <insane>. dressing. wild <laughs> yeah Seems impossible in America. He is a child seems... of the
3: 70s and 80s. What were you? What were you eating? That is the only dressing offered, but that and like Thousand Island and French. He was probably mm-hmm. having
1: Catalina this whole time. Yeah. I'm, what, <laughs> <laughs> like what? I get not yeah. liking something. I've already complained about this, but you've never even tried it. He's a he's being a baby. Yeah. Just try he's it. Such a baby.
2: Ooh.
4: Um, Luke brags about his crudité. Just say you got some vegetables. (laughs) I'm so tired of people. Just you got, you got some vegetables to dip in some ranch dressing. Let's, let's not, let's not put on airs here. You know, five-year-olds are the parents beg five-year-olds to do what you're doing. It's (laughs) let's not get all crudité with it. Uh, turns out that, uh, he got, he got most of the ingredients, right. Uh, but he got himself some hippie mayo from the co-op. Uh, it because 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 he feels regular mayo has too many ingredients. Mayo has very few ingredients. Mayo is
1: eggs. And oil. Oil. That's it.
4: And and they they do they do I mean, I looked at our, our jar and they do throw I think there's one preservative in at the end of that. Just
1: to
2: keep you from Well he could have made his own mayo. Just to keep you from, from... Yeah. That yeah. that's what kills yeah. me. It, it is
4: it is easy. I mean it's spo- it spoils fast, you know. That's the well, disadvantage. Well, it's silly. I, is, I don't know why is, you would bother
1: because you know. they make it perfectly good mayo at the store. But like, if he was really scared, they
4: do. So I, he blew it in a way I couldn't imagine. <laughs> that he would have blown
3: it. <laughs> uh, and it's like the base of the dressing. Like you, that has to be exactly right. Otherwise, it throws literally everything else off. It doesn't matter what you put in there.
4: Yeah, it's is like. I, I talked about how much mayo I've I've made. I uh, I haven't made a lot of ranch dressing at home, although I have have made it on occasion throughout my life. But um, when I was working for uh, the the pizza restaurant here, ranch dressing in Texas. If you don't if you don't have a lot of it on hand at a particular pizza restaurant, because people like to dip their pizza in yep. the ranch dressing. Not not really my jam, but um, but we would mix up uh, on a slow day. A uh, four gallon tub of it, and on the weekends, eight gallons a day, and put it in the little um, the those terrible for the environment styrofoam mm-hmm. tubs. And uh, they went out on probably just about every other order. I would mm-hmm. say it's just yeah. um, it's just a way of life. When I order, and so I I know I know from ranch dressing. When Ressa, I
3: order my salad, my really healthy salad from Chewy's, which is the Mexicob salad. It's really delicious. If anybody like needs some recommendation. And I say, I want the jalapeno mm. ranch and another jalapeno ranch, please.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to get caught short. No. I mean, sometimes I don't even use use the second, you know, but it's a terrible feeling to yeah, be caught short. Be it's not a bad thing to have. have. You, know, you still have some delicious. I can't eat the rest of these vegetables without <laughs> some creamy jalapeno ranch.
0: I want to clarify something here. I, I have come off in the past as maybe sounding like I don't like ranch because i'm such a blue cheese advocate i think they Mm -hmm. exist for different reasons i love good ranch dressing Mm -hmm. i don't want it with my chicken wings i love good ranch dressing Mm -hmm. for a lot of other applications including but not limited to anything with a barbecue sauce so uh, mike could you remind us your keys to success for ranch dressing i think it's worth noting
4: Keys to success? Yeah,
0: like your follow
4: a fucking (laughs) recipe. Sorry. Don't don't buy hippie mayonnaise. Um,
1: the the, no, I'm. (laughs) He's a brand new cook. He he should not be going off the res yet. He should be following the recipes to the letter, and then you can improvise once you've got it figured out.
4: Then then you put in some Frank's, you know. Once you've got your sriracha in there, you little hipster, some buffalo ranch will go. Oh, my God. So many ways to go. But, but build the base. Make a base.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, you don't, just, you don't just start building a house. You know, let's uh, put the house here. Uh, hey, do you want a foundation? You let's know? make it out of canola uh, oil. We'll worry about that later. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. We'll, we'll, we'll make a slab and slide it under there later. No, 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 no. Ranch is the slab. My heart's racing right now. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm going to have to move on from this pretty quickly. Um, I have no idea why I wrote this in my notes, but it says Andrew makes me mad. (laughs) So probably... That's
0: an evergreen note.
4: Yeah, it really is. Probably just populates when when we regenerate this. Um, Luke talks about his family dynamics and... Uh, I I finally wrote down the order of the of the kids: uh, Luke, Hannah, Rachel, Sammy, David. No, you're missing. Am I right? No, there's, there's missing someone. Uh, there's another the one, sister right? that he idolizes: Luke, Liz. Oh, Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Liz, Liz, Sarah, Liz, Liz Sarah, Hannah, Hannah, Rachel, Rachel, Sammy, yes. David.
3: Yeah, because there's seven. Okay. There's okay,
4: seven of them, that. right? So.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah, and Sarah and Becky were the first two, and so they, they got, quote-unquote, homeschooled, Ugh. which meant that they were- That's a big uh, yikes. Uh, it's a miracle that they turned into mm-hmm. normal people. Um, uh, Luke used the term Becky homecky, which I guess they, they had a lot of time, like Luke does now, to, to poke around the kitchen, so they got really good at cooking, which is good because if your mom- Sucks as a cook. It's good to fill in that gap, especially with all these kids to feed i was
3: I was thinking For about Liz and Sarah. um I was thinking, you know we tell Luke likes to tell stories about Susie, like it's kind of like oh, she's sort of wacky but charming and and sort of funny, and like we love her, but she's you know kind of crazy, and I just want to hear Liz and Sarah's opinion about that because yes. obviously they're close and they go to her, but you know that they're like. Fucking mom, like that because Luke just pieced out at some point, and they were still there and had to deal mm-hmm. with a lot of like sexist bullshit that you know Susie and maybe Walter put on them. Um, and it's of a time, but it's still like, man,
1: well, it's not yeah, that long was,
3: ago. You no, know, oh, I know, but I yeah exactly. And I it, just wonder it, if, when like, he was talking Christmas about like comes. oh do
1: they wear do they wear bonnets and stuff. It's like yeah they seem like they're you know they're in some sort of weird cult, which isn't too far yeah. from where what Luke was actually born into. Yeah, exactly. And
4: like like a cult where if uh, if you found a Madonna CD somewhere in the house, you would snap just it snap in it in half, <laughs> <laughs> not think yeah. think about who it might yeah. actually belong to.
0: It was the Immaculate collection, uh, though wasn't it? So the name was a little fresh
2: <laughs>
4: mm, that is fresh exciting, so inviting to me um Luke's card is stolen his his credit card is his number is stolen and used in a Minnesota convenience store, but he's cool with it because it's not uh three thirty in the morning and he's not trying to get <laughs> uh, three hundred dollars out of a machine to to go lose <laughs> at Gow. so that was uh I enjoyed that a little bit cuz uh I I have had maybe one or two moments in casinos where I would look at the machine, you know, and be like, "No, no you can't be you can't be that guy who takes out more money. You just can't be that guy." So, uh Luke was that guy. He he got there with his gambling, but um I hate losing too much. Um there's a email about the coffee pot cleaning and they talk about uh Luke talks about how the coffee pot might be seasoned (laughs) and we gotta throw your phone on that from uh, who else but Lauren uh, listening to Thursday show did Luke just suggest a glass coffee craft gets seasoned like a (laughs) cast iron skillet I'm not angry just really (laughs) mystified I don't think soap works well enough to remove coffee staining but glass doesn't season Back me up here, Wagon Masters. You are correct. Uh, I'm not passionate yeah. about this one. I, I already got mad about the... about the oh, It just doesn't out. make any sense. I mean, y'all no. y'all going to back yeah. her on this? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's not <laughs> yeah. angry making. It's just confusing because it's not true.
2: <laughs>
1: just... it
4: well, And it seems like we an inordinate amount of time has been spent on the coffee pot thing where... Just, it's not worth just this much discussion. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fine. Just... No one's gonna get sick, even if That's you right. don't. So just relax. Um, Stubot sends another bizarre voicemail which uh which flies right <laughs> over my head. I didn't I didn't really understand what he was doing there. And then they start the Blur's day, so I I was happy to be done because I I will not take notes on a blur day <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: I guess on that note, we're going to 2783. You're going to love the way you nog. (laughs) (laughs) Someone guarantees it. I know there's a backstory there about the men's warehouse guy being ousted and then working for some online company. And then there's a younger spokesman. And I just didn't care to look it up. Luke. Oh
4: yeah, they do have that younger guy now. I I think the the other guy was was he was he an owner or a spokesperson? The first guy, the old guy was a guy with the beard, was
0: an original investor, owner, spokesperson, and got kicked out of the company. He might have even I don't know if he was a founder. Again, I just didn't care enough to look. Um, His his legal Emily saved me
4: from Men's Warehouse yesterday. By the way. I, cause I was, you know, I had to get a get up for this thing yeah. and I was like, uh, oh, Joseph A. Bank or men's warehouse, whatever. But, uh, Emily's asking me about it and I said, well, why don't you just, you know, you can take charge of this. And so she frog marched me down to Nordstrom yes. good job. Uh, yesterday go. morning good job. Nice. and we got good. a, Very good. got it all taken care of and I'll be looking quite dapper.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing this. I should yeah, be able well. to you see, your, see your it. whole get up while you're up here.
4: You can you can help me get dressed. It takes about a half an hour. <laughs>
0: I don't know if we're that good
2: of friends.
4: Nah, like... I'll keep my yam bag. Uh, I'll keep my khakis packed. <laughs> Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> uh, Luke tweeted about the carrots he got from the co op. Uh, the what's up doc carrots with the long green, you know, and and had... yeah, carrots. Oh gosh, yeah, some carrots pre- still have that's, leaves. That's on how them. they come. He had previously taken a shot at the co-op. God's sake! uh, And they had heard him call them "quote weird ass hippies." I I assume on TBTL because it wasn't in the tweet, and they tweeted back at him. So someone at the Bellingham co-op is listening to TBTL and was all over his fire tweet. uh and luke had planned on sending a tweet about being judged for not having his reusable bags at the co-op but then thought better of it which in hindsight was the right choice under the circumstances
4: yeah they they don't seem very judgy there there's not enough energy in those joints for anyone to get judgy when i go into uh like the the co-ops here in in austin it's a lot of people, a lot of really really thin, rail thin people moving really really slowly and talking really really
1: Yeah, cuz they can gently, only eat like three like, things. Right. Yeah,
4: I mean I I feel I feel like I could clean house in that joint if if I got mad, you know. Just pick up one of these people and start beating the other people with them and just but there's no reason to, because well, wh- why just am like I mad? Yoga. I mean, Luke you know? just
1: thinks that everyone cares about him a lot more than they do. Like yes. strangers, yes. people right. on the street. Right. Like, nobody, nobody cares. What nobody he's doing. cares. Nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody cares what I'm no. doing. He is projecting all his own self-judgment. Emily has a
4: little bit of that in her. Sometimes we'll be out at a restaurant like the place we were at yesterday. And she was like, the, um, I think this wait staff hates me. They're all looking at me, (laughs) and I'm like, maybe it's that Mexican martini that's talking. That's talking, (laughs) not not your actual stuff. You know, you know how you get a little tips, you know, and 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 you'd be like, what are you looking at?
2: (laughs) You think you're better than me? (laughs) No, what? (laughs) No, I know. I just glanced at you. Just here to bring you avocados. Right, right,
4: right. She she thought our waiter really hated us. I don't know. He did shuffle us out of there real fast. Mm.
0: We get a little Jackson 5 and En Vogue talk.
4: <laughs> I love the En Vogue that Luke <laughs> talk made is, me really happy.
3: It did me too. I loved En Vogue mm-hmm. in 7th grade. Yeah, that was me like too.
0: my jam. Of course. We had an interesting moment in the office this week. We've been listening to Christmas carols in the office because um we're, you know, music organizations and also not very politically correct generally speaking, so it's okay just to blast Christmas carols throughout the whole office and We have one older office mate who, one of the Jackson 5 Christmas carols came out. I can't remember which one, Christmas songs. And he stops for a second and he says, is that, it's really high, but is that Michael Jackson? (laughs) (laughs) And we had to stop and explain to him that the Jackson 5 was the Jackson (laughs) 5. Wait, but he's older and like didn't know that? I like that's weird. That seems like yeah, a kid right? thing. I, yeah. Just just a weird just a weird hole in his knowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh like having never tried ranch. True. Uh, <laughs> right. Luke talks about his unsupervised chorus time at Washington Middle School, also where Phyllis Fletcher went, uh, and how it would just turn into a song and dance party with all of the young students of color and then little white Luke.
4: on his unicycle
0: (laughs) uh then there's a little talk of going to the dance clubs with uh his buddies at that age you know not the middle school age the the appropriate age for going to dance clubs when you're a young douchebag go hard
4: oh man yeah yeah those we used to go to those in college i i know the places he's talking about and they're
0: awful there's a place right across. Never,
4: from- never, never got laid. Never, <laughs> no. never met girls. Never talked to girls. Never got laid. Uh, and and I never danced. So what the hell am I doing besides paying $8 for a drink? Correct. So fuck yeah. that.
0: There was this really terrible place across from the city campus of UB called PJ Bottoms. Of and course that's was, what it was called. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was yep. the place that the freshmen would always go because you could get in. Uh we used to mm-hmm. joke that you could get into PJ Bottoms with a note from your mom that says you're twenty-one. So we would all right. go to PJ Bottoms. It was It's a- like
4: clicking that box when, when you're online. It's like, oh yeah. well this is rigorous.
0: <laughs> it was awful. And a couple years after I was a freshman, I was still at UB at closed, there was, you know, under the they finally had their their tenth Whole punch card on the busted front underage drinking and they got shut down mm-hmm. they put a sign on the door like a full-size um vinyl cling sign on the door that says pj bottoms reopening this semester but it doesn't have a date or a year on it mm. we left buffalo mm. we moved back pj bottoms is still closed and there's still a, that same sign on the door that says they're reopening this semester and i wonder how many years of freshmen have come and gone Thinking this is my chance. PJ Bottoms is reopening this semester. <laughs> uh, I think the actual location had its liquor license revoked permanently, and that's why nothing can move in there now. If you get, um, if you get shut down, if your punch card gets
4: filled, I think um, what you should be sentenced to. It's not jail time, but you have to um, stand in front of the nearest convenience store and offer to buy beer for any underage <laughs> you know, kid that, that comes by. You have to stand out in the cold, you know, this is December, and just freeze your ass off and go, did you want some beer? I'll buy it. I'll buy it for you. That would be appropriate,
0: uh, top Story Friday, Luke salt-bombed his homemade crackers after overthinking his mise en place. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh <no.
2: laughs> Such
1: a weird decision. Just pour a bunch of salt in your little dish. Like, why even bother? Do that extra stuff.
0: Well, he wanted that moment where you see a chef have a salt vessel and you just take in a little bit. And you and Yeah, you know. that's because chefs have so ha- salt
1: pigs and they just leave them on their counter and they just salt by, you know, by sight. And, right. and also, like... I-
3: to, like if you're watching a you know show where the the chef has his mise en place all like set up to go my um my my mom cool mm-hmm. <laughs> ma- <laughs> mm, oui, oui. um Kathleen my mother is um a food stylist so when um people who write a cookbook or something yeah That's um awesome. when they yeah it's really cool um but when they you know if somebody's on a show and it's like here's you know all the ingredients and la la, la and then it's like but here's the you know here it is. This is what, like, because they don't have time to show, like, yeah, 30 they minutes make it. of baking something. My mom has done all of that. There is a person that does all of that. It's not the chef. Like, there's a person that puts it in ramekins or really cute little ceramics. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is useful, mm-hmm. but also, like, calm down. You know, you can just get it out. A little bit one at a time you don't have to have this vision of it being perfect because that's not reality that's not actually kind of what goes into it somebody but else Luke so
1: that. thinks he lives in a magazine and he wants to he so does. bad and he is and, I don't
2: think anyone magazine. does yeah he, yeah, yeah, no. yeah he is
0: you just take your teaspoon and you put it in the box of fucking kosher salt and
2: yeah <laughs>
0: it'll be done with it it'll be okay. Uh, Andrew tells the story of the time he tried to make Asian noodles with some peanut butter or something, and it turned into a death brick. His <laughs> words,
4: yeah, uh, sounded tricky.
0: Yeah, and Andrew is anxious about the weekend ahead because the Hawks game got flexed to daytime and now interferes with his table duty for feeding the homeless in Seattle, which oh, again is a great cause yeah. that is only trumped by a Seahawks. It's Seahawks Niners <laughs> this weekend.
4: Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a bad team. Yeah, I, I, so, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't checked the schedule. You
0: know, and he, he apparently doesn't have a radio in his car or a phone with which he could keep track of the game.
4: Well, he could listen to it on his um, three and a half minute drive over over there where he arrives. An hour and a half
0: <laughs> so you know, somehow or another, I, I hope he'll manage. He'll survive this. Uh, let's see. Luke is spending Sunday in nature on his sister's land, so his concern for seeing football has disappeared.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Scamania is not, it's not where you go to, to get reception. Right. All Luke wants to there. be is
0: Liz and her husband.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, that's
3: his dream. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to happen.
0: On to the important part of Friday's episode, Top Story 2? Uh, a study from Canisius College here in beautiful historic Buffalo, New York. Uh, <laughs> ladies sleep with your dogs; you'll get a better night's sleep.
3: Mm, yeah, probably.
4: It works works for Emily. Abby sleeps between her legs, and they coexist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, discussion of how, it, but
4: it's 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 not like you could tell Abby that she couldn't. You know what I mean? Like you. She's the kind of dog where you could say, "No, this isn't happening," and, so, and she just like knows the covers, knows you. Just no, we're it's time, and I'm getting in there, and this is it. And uh, you know, it, they, I, I, I do think this study has some merit. Dogs are way better to sleep with than cats. Yeah, Luke- this this new cat of ours just catapults off my <laughs> fucking face in the middle of the night. I wake up screaming.
0: <laughs> Luke disagrees because with your assessment about cats, because he thinks Olive is fine on the bed, but I think Olive is an exception. Cupcake is a bitch, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. not so much my problem, but Sam. Cupcake sleeps on mm-hmm. Sam's head, on right. her face, on her head. Won't sleep yeah. anywhere else.
1: Yeah, I I like the the bedtime cuddles with the cats, but so they're in the room, you know. While I'm winding down, and then they get kicked out when it's time to sleep, because otherwise I would never get any mm-hmm. sleep. Link is actually, for being the craziest of the three, he's actually really good bed cat. But I can't just have one of them in there and the other two locked out. They'll stage right. a mutiny.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's
4: a lot. they will be. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one side note: Luke thinks that Canisius is good at basketball. The Golden Griffins or the Griffs are currently one and six. What? uh the where did he get that idea i think he's confusing them with my alma mater ub who is currently undefeated and uh yeah is the top of the mac Luke, and is
4: oh i'm always messing up my buffalo colleges rated, i'm always right. them
0: he, up he knows
3: about um uh, college basketball because he i remember Jesus. one time he was like davidson is an unknown school but that's where stefan and i'm like davidson is a good basketball school so only unknown to you
2: yeah, apparently
0: uh, right he, Uh, Next up, duvet covers. Am I right?
1: They make duvet (laughs) covers with buttons and or ties so that they don't do that. And you can go to this place called
3: Bed Bath & Beyond and they have clips if it doesn't come with it that you can clip into the thing. I've had that since uh, 2000 and not a big deal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> please just don't go without a coupon if you're gonna go <laughs> no. for the first time ever and if yeah.
3: vehicle, oh i so. did it yeah. once and it was just a disaster yeah. it's awful
0: it's the yeah. worst feeling in the world you're leaving money
1: on the table
4: so where's your coupon
1: oh no shit. i actually didn't I have, have any oh. i looked before I, I like i had to get a soda stream cartridge or something and i was oh, like i no. don't uh, have one what kind of world am i living in 20 percent off
4: crudely drawn think, one up yeah. i think they would take it if you just made an <laughs> effort. i think
1: the ones that are on my fridge right now could could Li- literally suffocate me
0: with their weight at this 10% point. 10% off. $10 <laughs> off 30 once in a while if you yeah, get lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get text ones too. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. You got to get those BBB coupons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about the with the BBB. You got to uh... okay, it's
4: it's like going to a Safeway or something. If you if you don't have the card, right. I mean, they're oh, going to yeah. turn you over and yeah. empty your pockets. Yeah. I mean, they will just <laughs> shake every last dollar. What I I bought a 6-pack of soda and it's $12. What's happening here? Uh, this you're, 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 do you have your card?
0: My no. move at Macy's or JCPenney, I just go and I cash out and I go. Oh, I forgot my coupons. Uh, and then I smile and they <laughs> scan oh, whichever yeah. extra one they have back there.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just scan. Just give me a quick scan back there. Just give me. Can I get a scan? Can I get a scan?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Courtesy scan. Just quick. What do you?
4: You know, just a, help, help a guy a little, out.
2: Hmm?
0: Uh Andrew used to make entire blankets of tape to cover his blankets to defer them. What an insane idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if if Andrew uh, was if Andrew was like a from the greatest generation, he 100% would have plastic covers on his furniture. Oh, like yeah. he knows it's not socially acceptable yep. now, but he would.
2: Mhm.
0: When I was in college, I got my first apartment off campus. I got a couch from a little Italian family. And it was still in pristine condition because they hadn't had it very long and it lived in plastic before I got it. Perfect. It's amazing. Uh, Hannah Brooks Olson taught him to just throw that blanket in the dryer and let it do the delinting. <laughs> no kidding. No oh, shit. Music for your weekend. Luke brings Carla Thomas, G Wizards Christmas. Andrew brings Duran Jones and The Indications with Don't You Know, because it's The Indication. And listener Matt brings Rufus Wainwright's spotlight on Christmas. No, nothing, no opinions. Okay, it's fine. Mike, can I you like, knock on the door for me? Fine.
4: I, 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 I peaced out, so I, I, I didn't get me for your weekend, but, but here you go. Housekeeping, mahalo. Are you naked?
2: God.
0: You don't have to be naked if you buy Little Red Bandwagon merch at LittleRedBandwagon.com. There you go. Happy Bobby. Thank you. (laughs) I am. LittleRedBandwagon.com. Get your LRB t-shirts and the like. You can also, I guess, wear a tote bag. Archive for us. Reach out. Talk to Christy. Pick up some weeks. It's good stuff. Buy stuff on Amazon at LittleRedBandwagon.com slash Amazon. Tis the season to buy Christmas gifts for the ones you love. If a
4: guy is just wearing a tote bag, Bobby, (laughs) doesn't that make it Anyway,
0: it's not my problem. Earbuds and earworms. Uh, okay. I, I don't know what this week's theme is. I forgot to check. Well, I just oh, I, I wrote it's,
3: I it. It up. still says it's dumb and ridiculous songs, but oh. I'm sure shortly they'll be you know, updating it with a new episode.
0: I, I trust Amy with whatever she comes up with her. Yes. She and Mitchell, they'll they'll put out a gem. They always do.
1: All right. If you want to get involved, as Bobby already said, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. You can send us our throw or hug your phone moments at throwyourphone.com. Visit us on Facebook, our page, or the Sten's page if you must. Uh, The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Fax Bobby a picture of your butt at (laughs) 617-354-8513.
0: Let's remind everyone, yes, because Hillary wants me to have the two. I did not
1: request. Well, add me to that list because that would be great.
4: Let me slide off my tote bag and see what we can do.
1: And with
3: that, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party.
4: I've never been in a bathroom, I just meditate, it goes away. And we love you, Jen.
1: nailed it (laughs) that was good when you're a jet you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day when you're a jet let them do what they can you've got brothers around you're a family man you're never alone you're never disconnected you're home with your own company's expected
4: you're
0: well protected then you are set with a capital j which you'll never forget till they cart you away when you're a jet you stay a jet now I know Tony like I know me, and I guarantee you can count him in. In out, let's get cracking. Where are you gonna find Bernardo? It ain't safe to go in the P.R. territory. He'll be at the dance tonight at the gym. Yeah, but the gym's neutral territory. Hey, Rab, I'm gonna make nice with him. I'm only gonna challenge him. Great, Daddy O. So listen, everybody dress up sweet and sharp. Me, Tony, me at the dance at the ten, and walk tall. We always walk tall. We're Jets, jets. the greatest.
2: <laughs>
1: When you're a jet, you're a top cat in town You're a gold medal kid with a heavyweight crown When you're a jet, you're a swingin' a thing Little boy, you're a man, little man, you're a king
2: The jets are in gear, our
1: cylinders are clickin' The shots are stay clear
3: Cause
4: every Puerto Rican's a lousy chicken. Just like a bat out of hell. Someone gets in our way. Someone don't feel so well. Here come the
2: jets. Little world step aside. Better go underground. Better run. Better hide. We're drawing a line to keep your notes hidden. We're hanging a sign to visitors forbidden.
0: And we're gonna beat every last Buggin' gang On the whole Buggin' street
2: On the whole Buggin' ever-lovin' street